Hello and welcome to Nokia's Women in Technology series. I'm Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the show. If this is the first episode you're seeing, then you've missed some incredible insight and wisdom from women across the technology industry. And we're happy that you're joining us today because today we have Nikki Palmer joining us. She's the Chief Product Development Officer at Verizon. And she's going to be discussing education as the foundation to ensure that high school students are college, career, and future ready. So Nikki, thank you so much for joining us today here on the, the Women in Technology technology series by Nokia. Hi, Tyler. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. We are thrilled to have you on this episode of the program. And we're also lucky to have Marianne Strobel as our host today. Marianne is the head of North America Customer Marketing and Communications at Nokia. Marianne, good to have you on. Hi, Tyler. Thanks so much for having me again today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Marianne, let me toss it over to you to guide our conversation today with Nikki. Thank you, and Nikki, a warm welcome to you, and thank you for being our guest today. You are a, a leader in technology, and you lead loud. And one of the things that I had found about you and doing some research on you is that you really truly are an advocate for young people and, and setting the foundation for them to guide them through their, their education to get to that ultimate goal of a career. And so our conversation, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions on that, but I want to start off by what was your educational journey like as you were getting ready to look at your career and where you are today? Well, thanks, Marianne. Uh, thanks for the kind words. And it's again, a pleasure to be here. You know, when I, uh, I, I think part of my formative years and my experiences obviously have, um, you know, influenced how I lead today. Um, I have, uh, I had a wonderful uh, background, a great family life, um, but interesting in that um, I, I was fortunate in many ways. I was good in math and science as a young girl, and my dad was an engineer. And my mother said, you can be whatever you want to be as long as you work hard. So, you know, between the two of them, I had everything that I needed. And I just followed in my father's footsteps. He went to Penn State uh, Engineering. I went to Penn State Engineering. And it really was as simple as that. It sounds simple, but it does make one think about how many young boys, young girls, do not have that sort of influence in the home. I think it's very, um, it, it happens a lot in the technical fields as well. Not many high schoolers know what engineering even is. Um, so if you happen to like math and science and you've got some proficiency in it, you know, engineering might be a great field for you, but who is there to tell you about that if not in the home and unfortunately sometimes not in the school either. So. That's my basic background. I followed in my dad's footsteps. Uh, and then after I got that degree, I came to work at Verizon and boom, 30 years has passed. Oh my goodness. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think it, it's, it's great that, you know, it, it's having that guidance and that leader there. And yeah. so you have been recently appointed the National Academy Foundation as a board of director member. And with the goal of providing more opportunities for high school students to be college, career, and future ready, what are some of the primary ingredients necessary for a high school student to be prepared for their next chapters? Wow, I mean, that's a big question. At first, just let me say, um, you know, Verizon has been a member of NAF, and uh, I'm personally a big fan of uh, the National Academy Foundation. Let me tell you a little bit about what they do. 
um, they work with schools in primarily uh, underprivileged areas, failing schools, if you will. And they currently have a network uh, across the United States in 34 states, including um, you know, some of the Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico and Washington, DC. And there's over 200 academies in these schools and they serve last year over 100,000 students. So this is a network that has very broad reach in all the right places. And they focus on producing skills in the students that will enable them to go to college or focus on a career. They have academies of, um, of you know, uh, hospitality, of information technology, of engineering. And those academies are really focused on the right skills for students. And they also have a model that encourages um, internships. And internships at the high school level is not all that common. And frankly, for um, even Verizon and a number of companies out there, you'd be surprised at some of the hurdles you have to go through in order to even offer an internship to someone under 18. But Verizon and many other companies have worked through that. And now we're providing internships to um, a number of students uh, over the summer months at the high school level. And why is that important? It's important because um, for these students in particular, it may be the first time that they've ever earned any money. It may be the first time that they've ever been a part of a large corporation or seen other people that are like them that are succeeding in the workplace. And and frankly, I will tell you, I'm always um, you know surprised at the amount of intellect and work ethic that these students bring to the job. So it's a it's a win-win, and the NAF model works. They are graduating over 99% of their high school students that are coming from some schools that maybe had graduations sometimes half, the, half of that rate. So we love the model. We're going to keep supporting it because they produce good outcomes. Well, and I tell you, it's, it's really, really important because as we are looking at our future generation of leaders, and, and I, am, I applaud the efforts that you're making because when you have a young individual enter into the workforce for the very first time, um, times are different. And so getting them the exposure to be exposed and to participate in a corporate environment really does, as I always say, make them resume ready, right? Because yeah. it, it sets the expectation, but they also know what to experience. Um, I, I think a lot of a lot of companies investing in this, but they they look at these kids as oh, it's a good time. It it's, it is a good time, but it is also realistic to where they can contribute and make a difference and and give them an experience. So I applaud the effort on doing that. Um, you touched on mentorship, and this is something that I see where especially with. Um, not only at college students, but it goes down to the middle school, setting that expectation today. And I've got two 14-year-old girls. And, you know, when you talk about technology, the first thing they think about is TikTok and how are they mm -hmm. going to post things and so forth. How do, you, how do you mentor these kids from in the view of technology to make it appealing to them and to gain their interest. I always say, how do you make technology sexy? So the, 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 the ones that are just starting out in their life here, they're going to school, how do you get them turned on to it? Well, I'll tell you, it's already sexy. We just have to make the connection for, for folks. I mean, I tell kids all the time that, you know, you, you love your phone. Well, did you know 
that you know ceramic engineering is part of what makes it durable did you know that you know electronic engineering um, and other other forms of stem fields are what makes the guts of it what makes it reliable um, and did you know that programming is is what produces these apps that we all know and love so it sometimes is just making the connection but you know, I, I love how you touch on, you know, your 14 year olds. And I also I have three children, a college, a high school and a middle schooler. And um, I think it's important when, you know, we talk about NAF and influencing at the high school level. You know, college level is almost too late. I mean, it, it's never too late when we're talking about keeping people interested in uh, STEM fields and contributing in STEM fields. I mean, there's a whole continuum there. but. You know, many corporations have internships and programs for college students. NAF is one way that we address the high school student, you know, in mass. Verizon also has an we're able to provide technology and not just, you know, you know, iPads and, you know, and connectivity, but actual support to use all of that technology to schools. And we're making a big um, effort there. But to your point, it goes even it goes even lower than that. You need to grab these kids at the middle school and earlier level to make these connections. A great way to do it is as we were just discussing with the phones that everyone now knows and loves. But it's important to to just take a young children and say, you know, show them the wonder of science in their everyday life, whether it's in the kitchen or in the garden or just outside in nature, those connections that we all can make. We don't need to be engineers <laughs> to do that, but just to show that, you know, a little bit more deeply how science and technology affects our everyday life in very positive ways. In middle school, those connections are critical because we know, especially that uh, young girls fall out of that technology, that math and science uh, plan at that middle school age in particular, so keeping them engaged um, by making it cool, by making it fun, by showing that technology and science can solve some of the world's biggest problems, things that we're all interested in, and, and especially our youth, and especially our, our female youth, um, things like climate change, right? Things like um, health, things like um, poverty, um, all of the issues that are that we're all confronted with that our youth is very interested in, technology will be a part of those solutions. So making those connections in middle school is critical. And then high school, as we talked about, you know, getting exposure to mentors, getting internships if you can, you know, making those connections is really important. Just illuminating the fields of what does a computer scientist do? What does an engineer do? And, you know, because a lot of a lot of the youth, they just don't know. I mean, I can't right. tell you the number of students I've talked to that think that those fields like, oh, I'm good at math and science, but I wouldn't want to do that because I think it's just sitting behind a desk all day, like solving problems, because that's what math is to them in high school. Um, so showing them that you can have a vibrant career, you can work with really, you know, with awesome people and solve big problems. And it's very rewarding and fun. I mean, those are the things that I, I really think need to be illuminated. And we can all help with that. Again, we don't need to be a technologist to do that. You just need to care. You just need to be able to show, um, you know, volunteer and, and show what you're good at. And that will help. That will help youth today. 
Nikki, you you shared some really good insights on some things. And when we're looking at students and getting them ready for college and their future career, I think in some cases we have to start as as early as in the elementary school. And when I'm seeing kids today, you know, they're excited with a little bit of the the camps that they do. But once they get into middle school, it kind of loses its appeal. And so how do you suggest that we as business leaders and companies start to get into the minds of these middle schoolers and start educating them about all the potential opportunities that they may have in store for them as they start charting out their career path? Yeah, that's a great uh, way to think about it, Marianne, because you're exactly right. You know, for a long time, corporations, you know, we... I don't want to say solely, but we certainly focused on colleges because that's where we got most of our talent. Um, we, you know, we hire folks, uh, students from college, and and that that's wonderful. Uh, we talked about high school and what the National Academy Foundation does in their broad reach, and also what Verizon through our Innovative Learning Schools program uh, does as well, bringing technology into schools. But. Y- it, it still is too late. I mean, we're not graduate, graduating our technologists at the rate that we need in this country, and we're certainly not getting a diverse representation uh, at the rates that we need that's even reflective of society. So you have to start early. You have to start at middle school, and I'd argue you have to start at grade school. Um, so how do you do that? I mean, in, in grade school, yes, there's camps, but you know what? Not everyone gets to go to a camp. I mean, it really takes um, parents and educators and societies, right? Neighbors, family members, to be able to illuminate the beauty and the connections of technology and science in everyday things, whether it's in the kitchen, you know, chemistry and baking, whether it's outside and the beautiful sky and rainbows or in the ground and plants growing, all of those things can be you know, connected to science and how our world works. That's very basic, it's at the young level, but it does start there. When students get to middle school, it's so important to keep them on the path of science and math and STEM fields because we see particularly girls um, falling off that path in middle school. So that's where it's important to, to again, make the connections to what, what maybe sometimes what's cool. I mean, everyone loves their phones. I know my, my kids certainly do. So showing them that, you know, how, how do you make this phone? What goes into it? It's not just the cool app. It is ceramic engineering that allows that screen to be, you know, really, really adorable. It's, um, it's, it's electrical engineering that, that makes up the circuitry and the guts of that phone. It's a network that, of course, we know and love uh, that allows that phone to be able to wirelessly communicate to anyone around the world. And it's computer science that, you know, produces those applications that we all know and love and provides so much utility for us. So, you know, sometimes making those connections is really important because a lot of the students that I talk to that are good in math and science and maybe don't understand or don't know what engineering or what, what they could do with that interest they think that you know a career in engineering is you know heads down sitting behind a desk all day long you know solving math problems because that's what it is to them now that's what math is to them they're in class they're solving problems and yeah they're good at it but maybe they don't see themselves doing that as a career 
well, showing them that there are careers that are fun, that solve you know some of the world's biggest problems, and frankly are lucrative. You know, in these fields, making those connections is critical, and we can all do that. You don't have to be an engineer to do that. Um, you can, you know, you can make those connections for middle schoolers, for high schoolers. It's critically important for the future. I I think you are. 100% spot on and I'll just share with you a little personal note that we've done in my household. So I, I have uh, twin girls that are 14 and one is severely dyslexic and mm. so brilliant in math. And what we've done in just even looking at computer games, she is brilliant with Minecraft. And that was a great way that she connected with uh, technology and even to where she's thinking about engineering, because as I, she was building these these kingdoms, I'm like, my gosh, you're an engineer. You you could you could do all this, and and she saw the correlations. So now she's moving in the direction of I want to become an engineer. So I, I think you are so spot on. I, just very simplistic things that we can make the connection that these kids can connect to, and it, it's not overcomplicating it. And then right. when I showed her how much you could possibly make from an earning potential. <laughs> you know, the eyes got real big, but again, it sets the tone that in order to get at the end goal, you gotta make sure that you have your, your study path ahead of you as well. So college and all that. Question well, yeah, Marianne, you you're, you're having those conversations. I'm attempting to have them with my children as well. Um, but think about how many kids are out there that don't have someone around them that can say, boy, I notice you're really good at that. And here's what, what you might want to keep doing, you know, to, to continue growing and learning in those fields and what you can do with that long term. I mean, that's the scary thing to me. That's why I believe um, that corporations should be more involved and as Verizon is doing in schools, not just collegiate and high school, but even at the middle school and below level, because it's society that has to make this work. It's, it's you know, we, you know, it takes a village. We've seen that. But, you know, we don't want kids that have, you know, this, this talent and innate ability and interest um, to, to not be able to use it. And uh, it's a shame when that happens, and we should all uh, strive to do more uh, through the organizations that we're involved with, as well as individually, in my view. So tell me a little bit about what Verizon is doing, uh, some of the examples that you do today across the U.S., so to speak, um, with, you know, helping these kids. Because that was my next question is, yeah. you know, there, there are some families, they're very fortunate. They have parents and they have a figurehead that can guide them along the way. There are some that don't. So how is Verizon filling that gap? Right. So I mentioned our Verizon Innovative Learning Schools program. Right now we're in over 250 schools across the country and we provide these students in these schools with free access, free devices and a technology rich curriculum along with teacher education that can can utilize all this. So, um, you know, I, I'm very proud of that and we're just going to keep leaning into uh, education in this in this fashion. We've provided in fact, over $535 million worth of market value in STEM education overall, and the Verizon Innovative Learning Schools is, is one big piece of that. We've also announced a big initiative called Citizen Verizon, which includes an educational platform that's geared towards grades K through 12 um, that have new hybrid 
learning models that are associated with this, uh, obviously this pandemic that we're in. It enhances teacher resources with the focus on remote learning and expert uh, tech guidance for students and teachers alike. And it also provides parents with uh, digital literacy training because how often do you see students um, knowing more than their parents? And when there's problems, you know, sometimes there's no one in the household that can really uh, get to the bottom of it. So this is, you know, offering the support and content for underserved communities, underserved youth. Um, I'll also mention one other thing that we're doing at Verizon. We've had a series of uh, these challenges that we open up to, you know, get the best and the brightest to think about how we can use technology for education, and you know, really just, you know, blow the blow the roof off and say, how, you know, how do we use transformative technology like like 5G, the next generation of wireless technology, to really do something very, very different in education. And we had an ed tech challenge, educational tech challenge. And um, we did this with uh, Columbia University, University and a company called Visceral Science. And these educational experiences that came out of this challenge, um, many were focused on virtual reality. And the, the thought of virtual reality in the classroom of the future is, is so exciting because it's, it can transform the educational experience to something very different. How, how many years have we been in the student at the front of the room, teacher in desks facing students in Blackboard? It's time for a change and technology can be the catalyst for that change in, in immersive education where students and we saw it in this challenge where we can transport students to the moon, to the bottom yeah. of the ocean, yeah. to places that would be very difficult uh, to visit and create a learning experience that's immersive and in some cases, um, you know, just much more effective. Now, that takes new applications, that takes technology in schools, that takes, yeah. you know, all sorts of things, but that's where we should be aiming and that's why we do these challenges to to get the big picture and see where we can go and now we've got to make it happen. So Nikki, if, if someone wanted to find out more information about the programs that Verizon offers, where can they go and find the information? Oh, I would I would suggest uh, checking out our website at verizon.com. I think from there you'll be able to see um, the work that we've been doing on uh, education, on Verizon Innovative Learning Schools, and you'll also be able to check out our newsroom where you'll see things like our partnership with the Smithsonian, where we're taking all of their content and artifacts and turning it into uh, augmented reality. You'll see our partnership with the New York Times where we're changing um, how technology can influence storytelling. Um, and, and so much more. So yes, please, uh, please do check out our website at verizon.com. Thank you. Well, Nikki, thank you so much for being my, my guest today. And it's always a thrill and, and working with Verizon as a partner as we do today is just been amazing relationship. And again, you are an outstanding leader. Thank you for all that you do. And again, thank you for being with us here today. I truly appreciate it. Thanks so much, Marianne. It's been a pleasure. 
Well, Marion and Nikki, thank you so much for bringing us that incredible episode uh, here in Nokia's Women in Technology series. And if you enjoyed that episode, make sure to go check out the Nokia Today podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts these days. For more insights just like that, you can find it on the Nokia Today, uh, the podcast there on Apple or Spotify. And of course, we'll be back soon with more content. But thank you again to Marianne and to Nikki for that conversation today. And we'll be back soon. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for watching.